Okay, test, test, test. This might be going out unedited. Uh, hey, patrons, it's me. I'm leaving work right now. Uh, I thought I'd answer some questions. It's actually a nice afternoon. It's a little windy, so I don't know how this will sound. Ideally, we'll... Because I, I can't... It's a weird thing recording when I'm on my phone like this because I can't... Mod, like, when I record the podcast, I'm listening to audio kind of the same. I'm hearing it. Kind of like an old telephone, like landline, like where you're hearing yourself, but with this I'm not hearing myself. So, but I want to answer some questions, and maybe this is something I can do like once a month, because um, this is like by uh, walking from work. I have this long walk uh, when the weather's good. So I'm just gonna jump into it. Um, okay, some of these questions I'll probably try to get back to. Colleen wants to know about cooking skills. Uh, did I make up the real-time recipes myself? Do you consider yourself a foodie? Where, when did you learn how to cook? So that's a like, I'll try to give short answers to some of these, and then maybe long answers. I've always liked cooking. I think I'm more of a cook than a chef. Uh, I'm not a foodie, though... Um, I wouldn't mind being a foodie. I mean, I love food. So I guess I'm just, uh, but I don't think I'm a foodie, but I love food and I would be a foodie if I think if I had, that's my cousin's last name actually, but it's F-O-O-D-Y. Uh, so it's funny. Uh, I would love, I love food. So I wish I had more time and, uh, I guess Maybe I might be um, hooking up with this this other group that uh, was at a podcasting meetup. They make a a travel podcast. So if they do any restaurants locally, hopefully we'll do a crossover episode. So maybe I could piggyback on their food foodie things. Cooking-wise, I learned to cook um, just being in a house with six kids. Uh, um kind of learn to cook like basic stuff i mean uh i don't know if my my i don't know like just like you know you learn how to make i mean i learned how to make you know food like when there wasn't a meal like mac and cheese eggs were the first things i made learned to make and then spaghetti and um then when i really learned to cook i did a little bit of cooking when i was at college university and then after college university, I did this program, a volunteer program. Uh, wow, this I don't think I've shared this uh, publicly or even with people else. But so I did this volunteer program, which I could talk more about it another time. Um, but part of the program was you're supposed to live in simplicity. And part of, like, so it was a volunteer program. So I lived with four other roommates and we each got $75 a month allotted for food. That was our pay for food. And we pool would pool our money uh, for a month. And so we would cook uh, at home, obviously. That's not a lot of money. Um, we were living in Los Angeles. So uh, I really learned to cook then because you'd have to cook for four other five people and everybody and cook cheap. And we would we did make it. I can't, I, even now, I'm like, how did we do that? Cook for five adults 
It's, and we spent about 75 bucks a week at the grocery store. Since we would sometimes have extra money at the end of the month. So that's kind of where I learned to cook. The real-time recipes are all thus far... Uh, they haven't been recipes I've made up. They've either been stuff, but they've been recipes that I've cooked so many times. Like those are like some of my go-to meals, or maybe some like the fried rice burritos or the uh, taco meatballs. Was that a real-time recipe? I think it was. Um, those I guess I kind of made up, but they're based on staples. But those are all recipes that I have in regular rotation. Now, um, which makes it tough to come out the new episode because right now I'm like, huh, it has to be something that I'll look at it like a couple could make or a single guy could make for a date, or like, yeah, two married people or two people in a relationship could make for dinner, or you could make for a small family that's going to taste good, and that would be so. No, no, and I, I guess it's hard. I think one time I was like, oh, let me take submissions, but I don't want to take stuff out of cookbooks. These were all, like, recipes I learned. So I think that answers the cooking questions. But if there's any more, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Damon, asking math-based question. Train leaves Cincinnati, 8 p.m., headed west at 27 miles per hour. Yeah, I can't answer that one. (laughs) Uh, Sarah and Josh asked about paranormal and ghost activities that I could share. I'd have to think about that one. Uh, so maybe let me percolate it for till tomorrow or next week uh, and see what comes up. Because I don't have anything off the bat. Um, so, oh, this is from Colleen. How did I end up in California from Syracuse? Well, that, that kind of, it's, that's funny you ask. So the re- way I li- got from California, Syracuse, New York, uh, I moved from Syracuse to New York City, actually to the Bronx, which is a borough of New York City, uh, Boogie Down Bronx, and I went to school there, un- university or college, um, and when that was over, I kind of, I, I was kind of burned out of from New York and really worried what I was going to do. Not not from New York City, but from just uh, that lifestyle, maybe. Now I miss it, so, but um, New York City, not the, but, uh, but I, and I wasn't, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do as a grown-up. <laughs> Surprise, I'm still working on that, but, um, so the school I went to uh, they had this volunteer fair and it was towards wasn't maybe six months before I graduated and I still didn't know and maybe it, no that's not true Before a year before I graduated I think I had looked into volunteering but so I went to this volunteer fair and then I decided oh maybe I'll do one of these year long volunteer programs and the program I applied to uh, you picked a region of the country, the United States. So I picked uh, the western region, or maybe they had southwest. I think they had southwest and northwest. So I picked the southwest because I kind of wanted to live someplace like California or Arizona. Um, and then you kind of like you applied to get into the program, and you got placed in a job 
and all the jobs were like kind of teaching or social work type jobs like uh, semi-direct service jobs and uh, I don't think I got I, I, I don't have any teaching experience I didn't think I wanted to be a teacher but I think a lot of jobs I applied for were teaching jobs and then I got placed at a teaching job in East Los Angeles, California which was awesome uh, which is why I got mad a couple weeks ago when people were saying I was making fun of the Spanish language because East Los Angeles is primarily made up of Mexican-Americans that speak Spanish. Uh, and so I, I loved living there and being immersed in that culture. i got to pause this because I'm going over a freeway. Okay, sorry. Okay. So I lived in that community, and you lived in the community, and you worked in the community. So I worked at this school not that far away from where I lived. And so that was a year-long program, so I lived in East L.A. for a year. And then I kind of had visited the Bay Area a couple times, or San Francisco Bay Area. And so after the program was over, I moved up here, and I've been here ever since. Uh, So that's how I got here. Let's see, next question. Can you describe your writing process? This is from Lee. A little bit about how you find the balance between abstract and tangential and the cohesive whole. Are there any other writers or artists that inspire you? Um, well, I'll take the second question first. Uh, like, I guess if you listen to the podcast, like, there's definitely people that I think influence me a lot, but I don't have, like, a intellectual critical mind I mean that in a positive way like so I think the biggest influence on the podcast is Kurt Vonnegut um but if you were to pin me down what do you mean exactly what I say I don't know because I read all his books at least probably most of them twice and even the second time reading it I barely remembered reading the first uh but I think when I read them uh that I can see the profound influence. It's almost like in my show, uh, you can just see the effect I think it had on me. Um, and Douglas Adams, like Hitchhiker's Guide, definitely had a huge impact. Uh, later in life, I read a lot of Thurber, who I think his sense of humor. Uh, so I think uh, David Lynch would be another person that probably has a big influence in Terry Gilliam on the podcast. So there's that school. And then this is going to sound funny, and it's not meant to be funny. Um, but I think pop culture has had a huge impact in my life. And uh, if we look at it neutrally or as a positive thing, like, so 80s pop culture... Uh, is another huge influence on the podcast. And it's something I kind of try to balance out because I don't want it, the podcast, I want it to be inclusive, you know. Um, but, like, even as an art, if you want to say as an artistic influence, like 80s sitcoms and 80s music and movies and not even, nine, I guess, 90s television and 90s, 90s pop culture and aughts, but... Uh, you know, that was those formative years in the 80s and the 90s for me. And I watched an ungodly, obscene amount of television. And it really was, uh, had a profound impact on how I view the world. Maybe not always the best 
or the most positive impacts, but I think that uh, also affects, uh, yeah, it's just part of who I am, and I think it's part of everything I make. Uh, so I definitely, a lot of my sensibilities, and sometimes I forget, like, <coughs> there was just a re, on the Game of Drones feed, there was just a kind of re-thing, I think it was on there, maybe it was something else where I was talking about Bob Newhart, and I don't think I was, I don't know how old I was when that show was on the air, or even on repeats, I mean, I remember watching the show a few times with my mom, and it being a little bit above me, so maybe it was like seeing him in interviews on like Letterman or stuff like that, but uh, sometimes when I hear the podcast, I can hear him, and definitely other people, I mean, like Woody Allen or Larry David, Stephen Wright, Andy Kaufman probably in some way, but again, it's just like, I don't think I was the right age to um, really, like, I don't know, so those are some definite influences, uh, as far as writing process goes, let me just reread it, uh, huh, well, like, I guess, like, it kind of depends on the episode, but, so, Thursday shows, uh, when I'm writing them, I think one benefit for the, for the tangential and lulling stuff is just the time of the, like, you know, podcast episode has to come out every week, so I don't really have time to overdo it, so the stories can be, like, not as flushed out, um, and it's really windy, so I don't know if this is getting recorded, but, um, huh, I'm trying to think of a good way, I mean, I guess, like, I always go to the story swamp as a metaphor, but it's really true. It's just, I guess a lot of times, well, I guess there's a difference between writing and the, and the made-up stories, but when I'm writing them, I'm still trying to, I think, like, a lot of times, I get scared when I'm writing, like, because I'm like, oh, is this going to be good, or is this going to be a good episode, or I get stuck, and most of the time when I'm stuck, it's because I'm either not focused, or I'm scared, or worried, uh, and a lot of times it's because I get distracted, like, if I'm like, oh, well, let me think about the world building, or the philosophy of the world, instead of, like, what is the conflict, or what's going on, um, no, I don't feel like, let me think about it for a little while longer, so I can give you a better answer, um, or if you want to ask in more detail, but I think I know what you mean. I just can't think of it. Uh, Jerry asks, "What do you listen to when you can't sleep?" Uh, what do I listen to? Uh, Flash Gordon, old time radio. Flash Gordon. I listen to Buck Rogers. Though I prefer Flash Gordon, but the Buck Rogers ones have really good ads. Though most of the ones I had found had the same ad. Um, I don't know, Flash Gordon was another huge influence on me, the replays of the, I don't know, even, it was on over-the-air television or some rebroadcast of those shows where it was just these short uh, black-and-white uh, action-adventure serials 
uh, those had a huge influence on me. So I listen to those sometimes to fall asleep. Uh, I'm always testing things. I mean, I guess because of the show. Uh, so I'll download, if I see an app that's a paid app and it's on sale for a day or a week, I'll, I'll, I'll download it and try it. So I've tried a lot of different either sleep apps or um, ambient noise apps and stuff like that. Though sometimes I, I won't fall asleep to those, but I'll listen to it for a little while to unwind. Uh, I can listen to audiobooks. I listened to somebody had recommended a while ago, The Big Read. They did Moby Dick, so for a while I was reading Moby Dick and listening to that. And each chapter was a different narrator. Um, I stopped listening. Re- I'm reading Infinite Jest and listening to it, but I, I haven't been uh, for a little while. I was t- just testing that out but then I'd have to rewind it during the day. So I haven't been listening to that. Uh, Sometimes I'll go on LibriVox if someone emails me something. So I was listening to a lot of fairy tales and testing them out in different languages or English ones. Uh, I like to have the window open and then, like, two other sources of white noise sometimes. Right now the weather's not good enough for that, but sometimes I'll have the window open and a fan and like I have like a some wicked old air purifier that's wicked not wicked loud, but it gives good white noise. Uh so yeah, those are some things I listen to. Uh but I don't have anything like the podcast that is like my go to thing. Uh it's more of like uh, always trying new stuff. Okay. Okay, this one is from Jenna. Have you ever used sleep with me in person with a significant other? Yes. I have uh, told the bedtime stories to uh, people to help them fall asleep. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think... So, I was unaware of, it wasn't, like, so I'd use it at bedtime, but I also would use it in the daytime, but not, I I didn't realize, uh, I guess because I have such a a self-critical thing about everything I do, and I did a lot even then. Like, so I'd love to tell stories. So I can remember a few times where I would do this thing, just very similar to the podcast, whether it be, I can remember doing it at a campfire or sitting in a park. Um, and usually probably there would be someone there that part of me would want, want to impress or, you know, to, like that I had a crush on or whatever. Um but I'd say, hey, I can make up a, if you, if you guys all want to tell a story, like, uh, I can make up a story, just give me some words or some names of the characters, and I'll, uh, I'll make a story up for you. And then I would do it, and it would be very similar to the podcast, uh, where I'd be trying to build the story as I'm telling it, and making sure it, it gets, uh, it gets wrapped up 
you know, with payoffs from the earlier stuff. So, you know, if it started with a anteater and uh, a mole, you know, that, that would be tied up somehow um, if I could. But it was also like, you know, the stories would be very silly. And since they were made up, uh, they wouldn't be action-packed. And, yeah, then so I, was new, I knew it was something... And then I did it to help people fall asleep too, but not just occasionally, like not, not like maybe these were all things I'd do once a year, or once every couple months. Um, so, yeah. Let's see, I think I got time for one more. What do you listen to? Oh, are you gonna lull us to sleep so you can? <laughs> no. That question is from Lee Sage. I won't finish it. Yeah, I have no. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, lull people to sleep and then uh, take them out. Uh, okay. Let's see. I don't know if all these questions are related. Uh, okay, this one's from Lisa. So, uh, but seriously. Notice you have compassion for people who can't sleep for a wide variety of reasons. You seem to understand. How did you come? How did you come to understand insomnia and what works people help fall asleep so well? Um, well, I guess the, the compassion, uh, empathy side uh, just comes from the fact that I can relate to what it feels like I can really remember what it felt like for me and even now when I have trouble sleeping or um, when I'm waking up in the middle of the night I say oh, okay uh, I don't I don't know so that's one part of it and then the other part is just like uh, I don't know I mean <clears throat> listening to what people say people sharing their stories with me uh like the emails I get or the messages where people tell me why they can't sleep or what they've been going through and that the show's helped them uh, or even the people that it hasn't uh, that if, you know that don't blast me but they say hey uh, you know um, that uh, I can't that I can relate. I might not totally be able to understand it. I mean, I guess part of me yearns to understand it. Um, And uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I've been always been a person uh, that both forgets this a lot of times. But, you know, I've I've never been someone that stuff's come too easy. but, I mean, I've been lucky. I mean, I've had some things. Hmm. <laughs> I guess I've already, like, self-criticizing myself. I, I, I just, like... Uh, I don't know. I feel like... That it's easy to forget that we're all in this together. And that none, none of us are really... Or that a lot of us are struggling... And maybe it's just a little struggle, like being a human is uh, not easy. And uh, 
and it's a lot like and there's a lot of different things that it entails and one of it is not being able to sleep and then I get to hear all these other reasons that people can't sleep and these things they're going through and it has impact on me I guess and I can relate it back to my experience and uh, I don't know I guess I don't forget that and that's like a part of the show is like when when I thank people or when I'm like getting ready to sit down and and think about people out there that are hurting or the times I've been hurting like that or whatever it is that that within the the shades of that uh, um, I just want to have it's like Jesus if my podcast can distract you from whatever the thought whatever it is that I mean I guess just like I say in the intro um, that that I take it serious I guess because I well I don't know what it's like for other people the pain I know what it was like for me and I can hear when other people tell me about what they're going through and I can um, I don't know. I guess I'm still trying to learn what empathy and compassion is, too, you know? So, I guess it's a huge gift that the podcast has given me, is uh, being, having this opportunity to kind of get a better idea of what that means. And, and, and uh, the benefit, I mean, I don't know if benefit's the right word, but how much richness it can bring to your life. And uh, I'd be like, geez, I was missing out on a lot. Um, I don't know if it's best description, but I'm on a train platform. So, uh, yeah. But if anybody has any more questions, I'll try to go through some of the other ones. Uh, maybe later this week or something. I don't know when I'll post this. Maybe I'll post it all together. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, uh, all right. I'll talk to you.